0: Having the right technology and the right personnel are key in securing government IT assets. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. And I'll be addressing those topics with Dickie George, Technical Director at the National Security Agency's Information Assurance Directorate. Welcome, Dickie. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. How strong are today's technologies to assure the security of the information in civilian, military, and intelligent networks and systems?
1: The technologies are getting better. They certainly provide a level of security that we haven't seen before. They have to be used correctly, and that's really the key. You have to layer security together to cover all the bases, and you have to have users that are capable of using them in a way that they get the assurance that they need.
0: When you say layer security together, what do you mean by that?
1: You don't want to rely on one piece of equipment all by itself. You need to have an operating system that's configured correctly. You need to have a boundary protection, a firewall, depending on what your needs are. You have to have antivirus protection. You have to take advantage of the technology that is available to provide the levels of assurance that you need against all of the threats that are present in today's world.
0: Is there a way you could sort of illustrate this maybe in a sense of showing what NSA is doing in relationship to layering these various pieces together?
1: It starts with the architecture and the policy. In a given environment, there's a threat that you're concerned about, and typically there's a large number of threats. You need to try to address all of those threats by putting adequate protection in place. Boundary protection might keep a threat out, but if the threat is already in the inside, then you need to have other layers of protection. You need to have antivirus to try to catch something that's happening that's bad. You need to make sure that you aren't allowing something in. If you get encrypted mail, the the firewall's not gonna see it. So you need to have something else that's gonna check once it's decrypted to make sure that Nothing bad is happening. You really need to ensure that you've covered all of the bases of what what the threat environment is like. And that threat environment has changed so dramatically over the years, basically because of the change in the access. We have functionality today that provides a lot more access for hackers or criminals that they never had in the past. And functionality that's present in today's technology allows them to do things that they wouldn't have been able to do 15 or 20 years ago.
0: What kind of new information assurance technologies do you see in the pipeline that can help?
1: There are occasionally radical shifts in the type of technology that's, that's available. More often than that, it's an evolution where the products are not all that changed, but they are providing additional layers of security. For example, in operating systems, when you see newer operating systems coming out, they get to take advantage of the fact that they've seen the types of attacks that the adversary is running against older operating systems, and they try to design the the latest versions to be safe from those types of threats. It's not a huge change in what an operating system can do, but it does limit the vulnerability space. You're going to have intrusion prevention and intrusion detection. That's going to be a place where we see things changing. Biometrics will change things because it will add an extra layer of security against unauthorized access. So you will see occasional huge changes, but more likely it's an evolution. And as things evolve, the user has to understand what has evolved and how that can be used to provide the protection. The functionality is the key. The functionality is something that every user wants, and yet it provides an opportunity for the adversary.
0: You mentioned one type of technology, biometrics. How is biometric making NSA system or government systems more secure?
1: Biometrics has come a long, long way recently. It really does make it a lot harder for an adversary to pretend to be someone they're not because they have that extra characteristic that they have to be able to match, whether it's a thumbprint or an iris scan, even a voice check. There are a number of things that can make it harder for an unauthorized person to gain access. Biometrics is one of the ones where commercial industry, academia are making great strides in how they can introduce this in such a way that it doesn't intrude on the user's world, it doesn't make it harder for the good user, but it makes it significantly harder for the unauthorized user.
0: Could you see one day that biometrics will be the only way or the main way to authenticate a user in an IT system and they won't be using usernames or passwords?
1: Uh, You certainly can see that in a home space. I can't see it in the Department of Defense because we'll want to have that extra layer and we'll take advantage of numerous layers to to protect ourselves. You have to remember that no matter how good technology is, the adversary always has an advantage because the defense sets up the game plan, and sets up the rules, and then the adversary, the attacker, can try to figure out ways to cheat. And they have a tremendous advantage. There's always a lag time in getting in getting attacks blocked. The more layers that you have, and passwords and pins are not very intrusive at all, the more layers that you have, the more safety you have.
0: So the idea is to keep adding additional ways of authenticate rather than just replacing one with another.
1: That's exactly right. If you keep adding additional layers of protection, it makes it harder and harder for the adversary to get through all the layers.
0: Have you seen any attempt by these evildoers out there of trying to figure out ways to bypass biometric authentication?
1: The only ways I've seen have been in our own research labs. When we're trying to test to see how good the biometrics we would be putting in place are, we do a lot of checking to see how well we can use balloons with faces painted on them or whatever to look like human beings. Some of our researchers are really pretty clever in ways they try to get around them. I can imagine that the adversary would be equally good but I know our, our people are really good at testing these
0: things. Have they been successful or not yet?
1: Over time, we're making improvements, and the reason we make improvements is because we do find faults. When we're developing our own techniques, historically, we always find that we can make them better. Are
0: there other areas where you're finding vulnerabilities in which you now feel more secure with the type of security you're using because of this kind of testing?
1: Yes, indeed. Over time, we we have found lots and lots of problems in stuff that we produce and in things that we buy on the open market. And it is getting better. We we do provide feedback when we do find problems. We're trying to raise the bar. It's a never-ending game. As we find vulnerabilities and as we fix them, we find more vulnerabilities. And I don't see that ever stopping.
0: Do you feel that your systems are as secure now as ever?
1: That's a very interesting question. They have more layers of security, and they have more security built in. They also have more functionality, and one of the things you always try to do as an attacker is figure out ways to get a system to operate in a way it's not supposed to, and then you can take advantage of that. And the more functionality that's there, the more ways there are for an attacker to get it to operate in a way that no one ever conceived that it would operate, and you can take advantage of those things. The better the system is, the more interesting it is, the more capability it has, the more opportunities there are for an attacker to find a way in. We are notorious for always meeting new, new types of functionality. We want our equipments to be able to operate, to do more things. And every time we increase the functionality, we allow for problems.
0: As you were saying, you want the functionality, so you're figuring out ways to secure that.
1: It's a real trade-off. You always want the functionality, and you always know that you're providing opportunities, so you need to take that into account and try to build in additional security every time. It's a race.
0: And we're winning the race so far?
1: We're not losing.
0: (laughs) That's Dickie George, Technical Director at the National Security Agency's Information Assurance Directorate. We'll continue our conversation in our next podcast, when we'll discuss how the NSA and federal agencies recruit information security specialists for government service. Please be on the lookout for that discussion. For now, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. Thanks for listening.